Welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, praise the Lord with me. Let us exalt God's name together. Good morning and welcome to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. I am co-pastor Calvin Sidnor IV, and we greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on this beautiful Lord's Day. We welcome all who come to worship, whether in person, listening over the radio airwaves, or watching online, we are grateful for your presence. 
you can read about the many opportunities to get involved in the life of Grace Covenant, so we ask that you please read your bulletin. I would like to highlight some announcements. Wednesday night supper will return Tuesday, this Tuesday, February the 2nd, beginning at 6 p.m. Please join us for food and fellowship. The prayer team will also be meeting February the 2nd at 5 p.m. We will gather in the chapel. If you have not contacted us with an interest on being with the team, there's still time to join, and we will see you on Wednesday. The Evening Circle has been conducting a donation drive for the Afghan refugee aid and support during January. Donations are due today. You can place your new and gently used items on the Fellowship Hall stage. Thank you for your generosity. Many thanks to all who contributed to this year's Loaves and Fishes Fun Drive. Last week we gave a number. This week that number has increased significantly in pledges to support international missions and half will go to help families in need of emergency relief locally. You can make your donations at grace-covenant.org or send a check payable to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church, Memo Line, Loaves and Fishes Fund. With great joy, planning is in progress to start little disciples Sunday school classes for ages two to five. We're also working on resuming children, uh, childcare during Sunday service and worship. If you would like to help with either, please contact the pastor of discipleship, Nelson Reevely, at reevely at gcpcrva.org. Lastly, I want to highlight our COVID-19 policy. The session continues to request that everyone wear a mask when in the church, including those four plus who are unvaccinated. The session is working on a framework to help guide adjustments for the day when it will be safe for Grace Covenant to dial back our policy. Thank you for helping weaken the current spread of COVID and thank you for your understanding, support, and prayers. Let us now prepare our hearts to worship our God. Please rise as you are able as we join together in our call to worship. Make a joyful noise to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. All the earth worships you. They sing praises to you. Sing praises to your name.
Once again, welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church at 1627 Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. Today we begin the 99th year of radio ministry at Grace Covenant. Today's date is January 30th, 2022, and today's broadcast is number 5026. This morning's sermon, entitled, God's Blessings Are for All Peoples, will be delivered by Joanna Sidner, our Covenant co-pastor. Assisting in the service today are Christopher Martin, our Director of Music and Organist, Dr. Calvin Sidner IV, our Covenant co-pastor, Bob Nichols, Liturgist, and our choristers Audrey Christensen, Stephanie Auld, Dan and Aaron Cook, and Dana McKnight. Our opening hymn is When Morning Gilds the Skies, which is number 487 in the Presbyterian hymn. Let us join together in a prayer of confession as printed in your bulletin. Holy and merciful God, in your presence we confess our sinfulness, our shortcomings, and our offenses against you. You alone know how often we have sinned in wandering from your ways, in wasting your gifts, in forgetting your love. Have mercy on us, O Lord, for we are ashamed and sorry for all we have done to displease you. Forgive our sins and help us to live in your light and walk in your ways. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.
Hear the good news. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west so far, he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. Know that in Jesus, God embraces you, forgives you, and strengthens you to live a renewed life. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. As we trust wholly in the Spirit's work of our understanding of Scripture and the preaching of the Word, let us do so by our prayer of illumination. Let us pray. Prepare our hearts, O God, to accept your Word. Silence in us any voice but your own, that hearing we may also obey your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The Old Testament reading is coming from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. Listen. For the word of the Lord. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly, I do not know how to speak for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overcome, to build and to plant. 
the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Testament reading is Luke chapter 4, verses 21 through 30. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Listen for the word of the Lord. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, do here also in your hometown 
the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Lord God Almighty and Everlasting Father, use me as your vessel to speak your truth. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. This week, we pick up where Pastor Calvin left off last week in his sermon entitled, Empowered by the Spirit. Jesus was reading Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 2. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to release the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus intentionally stopped reading after the first half of the second verse. He did not continue to the end of verse 2 because the day of vengeance of our God was not at hand. Instead, Jesus stopped reading the scripture, rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and took his seat. It was customary in that time to stand for the reading of scripture and to sit while teaching. With all eyes fixed on him, Jesus began to teach with the statement, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Those gathered in the synagogue were amazed at his gracious words. In fact, so amazed that the people gathered began to wonder and question, isn't this Joseph's, the carpenter's son? Isn't this Jesus of Nazareth? Isn't this the little boy, now grown up, who we used to see playing in the streets of our neighborhood? Brothers and sisters, what's wrong here? What's the problem? with Jesus, the grown-up man, who is now in his hometown among his people speaking so graciously. What's wrong with this picture? 
I'll let you ponder those questions as I move on to verse 23, where Jesus discerned the amazement of the people assembled and said to them, doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, do hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did in Capernaum. Where is all this negativity coming from? Why? is Jesus coming at them in this manner. He just read the scripture so eloquently and all eyes were fixed on him and they were amazed at his gracious words. Why then is Jesus speaking so harshly to them? Is Jesus anxious or even paranoid that the assembly may ask him to perform some healing or other miraculous acts? What's wrong with Jesus? Did he wake up on the wrong side of the bed? As if Jesus' previous statements were not enough, Jesus continued in the following verse and said, Truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. This is repeated in other Gospels, in Matthew 13 and 57, in Mark 6 and 4, and in John 4 and 44. The Gospels are in agreement that, not, that no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown, yet with a slight difference that Mark and Matthew use the plural form, prophets, while Luke and John use the singular form. Jesus continues in verses 25 and following, but the truth is there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months and there was a severe famine over the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except a widow in Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Whoa, Houston, we have a problem. As a matter of fact, I imagine the people gathered in the synagogue had more than one problem with what Jesus said. First, first of all, Jesus, the hometown boy, from Nazareth, claiming to be the fulfillment, claiming to have some type of God-given authority, imagine for a second, if you will, that you are among the members of the synagogue where Jesus appears to be saying all of these outlandish things. Imagine you, yourself, Remember Jesus growing up in the neighborhood, and now you see him and hear him say he is the fulfillment of what is written in the old scripture. You just might think, now wait a minute, Jesus. Another problem is the context of the people in the synagogue who were listening to Jesus. The vast majority of the people gathered are God's chosen people, people who know the depths of oppression under Roman rule, people who know what it meant to be poor 
in suffering, a people in need of a long-awaited Messiah. Now here is Jesus, the hometown boy, speaking about their God who has come not to save the widows or lepers of their people, but of the people of the Gentile community. What a slap in the face for the people who have waited so long for a savior to fight their battles, to make right the wrongs, provide social justice so that God's people might prevail. I can only imagine the people gathered on that day in the synagogue with Jesus were enraged brewing with anger at Jesus' words, so angry that they wanted to take him to the top of the hill and throw him off the cliff. Brothers and sisters, God's blessings are for all people who are open to receiving them. Jesus' preaching was amazing because he spoke the truth, God's truth, he spoke with eloquence, with confidence, and authority that comes from years of prayerfully studying the scripture. You recall at age 12 when Jesus went missing after the festival of the Passover, and his parents were wrought with fear and anxiety only to find him in the temple with the teachers listening and asking questions. His response to his parents was, did you not know I had to be in my father's house? Yes. After many years of preparation, Jesus amazed the people gathered in the synagogue because he graciously spoke the message from God. Jesus proclaimed the, the fulfillment of God's promise and plan as himself. God put the spirit upon Jesus and anointed him to bring the good news to free the oppressed, bind up the brokenhearted, liberate the captives, and free the prisoners. But Jesus' hometown people could not see beyond themselves. They were too narrow in their thinking. They were only thinking of themselves in their own condition. They were selfishly thinking God's plan was only for them. Jesus came to tell the good news message is for all people, not just the Israelites. He warned the townspeople in verses 25 through 27 when he spoke about a season during the times of the prophets Elijah and Elisha when there was widespread unfaithfulness to God and judgment came in the forms of famine and disease. Jesus warned his listeners not to be unfaithful like their ancestors by rejecting his message. God rescued the non-Jewish widow and healed the leper, a commander of the enemy's army. For the past few years, we have been in this pandemic, 
Some of us have been directly or indirectly affected by COVID-19. We are weary of hearing about COVID in the news, on our jobs, in the schools, and even in our churches. Many of us are fed up with wearing masks, but God is omniscient. God knows how we feel and sees what we are going through. And like the people in the synagogue during Jesus' time, God has a message of hope for all of us through Jesus Christ. We know how this passage in Luke ends. Jesus was rejected in his hometown. He was not only rejected, but driven up to the top of a hill by his people with the intention to throw him off the cliff to his death. But thanks be to God, Jesus passed through the crowd and went on his way. Those gathered in a synagogue in Nazareth were so committed to their community and their needs that they did not receive the joy that God sent a prophet among them, Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, will you receive Jesus Christ, God's blessing to us all? When we receive the joy of Jesus Christ, we open ourselves to receive many blessings God has in store for us. This passage is important for us today because it is the beginning of Jesus' ministry where he announces himself as the long-awaited Messiah. Jesus is the one the Israelites have been waiting for for their deliverance. But the passage tells us he is much more than a Messiah for the nation of Israel. Jesus is God's promise of liberation for all of the poor and oppressed, regardless of nationality, gender, or race. This passage of Luke reminds us that the triune God intends to bless all of God's good creations, every kind of people. That means we cannot rest on the fact that we are good Christians. We cannot act like Jesus' hometown people, feeling a sense of special privilege because we know Jesus. What we need to do is receive God's grace and love through Jesus Christ. Well, what does that mean? Sure, we come to church every week. We give offerings of time, money, and our talents in the various ministries of the church. That's all fine and good. But when we pray, do we pray with a forgiving heart or do we pray with a heart that seeks vengeance? Do we have a spirit of, well, I've done my Christian duty. Someone else can struggle with the rest of it. Or do we pitch in and are we resourceful within our own means to go the extra mile to help others? There is more to receiving the good news of Jesus Christ than attending worship and giving a few handouts. 
Receiving Christ means living like Christ, and living the Christian life is hard work. Not only do we have to be the hands and feet of Christ, but we have to have a heart and spirit that reflects the grace and love of God to others. Receiving Christ means being open to the idea of sharing with others the overflowing blessings that God has for us. Luke 4, cha uh, Luke chapter 4, verses 21 through 30 challenges us to expect the unexpected when it comes to God's blessings. The people assembled in the synagogue in Nazareth did not anticipate God sending the Messiah in the person of Jesus Christ. Nor did they anticipate Jesus' message of liberation for the poor and oppressed to be extended to the Gentiles. Because they rejected Jesus and his message, they missed out on their blessings. God blesses everyone. When we receive Jesus, we can anticipate extraordinary blessings. When I was young in my faith, I was always amazed at how some people who experienced great tragedy had the greatest spirit of forgiveness. I once heard on the news how a woman forgave the man who murdered her loved one. She said God would want her to forgive him. At that time in my life, I didn't understand that level of forgiveness. Today, I understand anything is possible when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Luke chapter 4 verses 21 through 30 mark the beginning of Jesus's ministry. He had prepared all of his life, spending time with the teachers, studying the scriptures, and praying. Jesus has the anointing of God the Father. Jesus announced himself as the fulfillment of the scripture and set the themes that continued throughout his ministry. He came for all, the oppressed, the poor, the brokenhearted, and the imprisoned, regardless of nationality, race, and gender. Brothers and sisters, the good news today is Jesus preached God's blessing for all people. Amen. Please stand if you are able and sing Praise the One Who Breaks the Darkness. You are listening to the live broadcast of a worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. You have just heard this morning's sermon entitled, God's Blessings Are for All Peoples, which was delivered by Joanna Sidner, Covenant Co-Pastor. The congregation will now join in singing, Praise the One Who Breaks the Darkness, which is printed in the bulletin.
having heard God's word proclaimed and responded in song, let us now respond in affirmation of what we believe together, using the Apostles' Creed as printed in our bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us join in prayer, offering our praise, thanksgiving, and intercession to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, maker of heaven and earth, and everything in them, we give you thanks and praise for your goodness and mercy upon us. Thank you for your provisions. You fill every need. Thank you for sending your Son and redeeming us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you for protecting us from hurt, harm, and danger. Thank you, Lord, for guiding us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Give ear to our supplication in your faithfulness. Answer us in your righteousness. Lord, you know the plans of all nations from beginning to end. You hold their destinies in your hands. Bless them, O Lord. Resolve conflicts and remind us that we are all your creation. Help us to live in peace with one another. Bless us, bless our country, dear Lord. We are broken and divided. Mend us and bring us back together. Teach us to love our neighbor as ourselves and let, our, let us work together in harmony. Bless those affected by storms and natural disasters. Provide them 
with the assistance that they need. Lord, look upon your church as we struggle to serve you. Increase our faith and renew our strength that we might serve you with our whole beings. Encourage us, O Lord, and bless our ministries that we might continue to grow in your word for generations to come. Lord, we pray for those who stand in the need of prayer, for those who are suffering loss of loved ones, homes, employment, for those who are suffering from physical and mental illness and addiction. Comfort them, O Lord. Provide for them and heal them, Lord, we pray. Gracious God, bless those caught in a life of crime, human trafficking, and all types of abuse. Rescue them, O Lord. Come, dear Lord, and be present by the power of your Holy Spirit. Bless your humble servants at Grace Covenant. Bless our leadership and our ministries and encourage us as we strive to do your will. Increase our faith as we study your word and prepare us to walk in faith that others might see we are your children and you are in us. Lord, we lift up these things to you in prayer as you taught your disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and give us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now we have the opportunity to give thanks to our God for the many blessings and the goodness we have received. The ushers will not be passing the plates. The plates are positioned at the back of the sanctuary. For those worshiping at home, we encourage you to continue your financial ministry by sending your offering either through the mail, through your bank, or online. To God be the glory for all the blessings of our lives.
us pray. Lord, we gather these gifts to you as a small token, remembering the blessings that you have blessed us with. Now receive them, O Lord. Bless them, O Lord, for the building of your kingdom. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our final hymn is O Sing a Song of Bethlehem, which is number 308. and sisters, as we go through the week, let us be ever mindful of our God whose blessings are for you, his blessings are for me, 
His blessings are for all people. Now receive the benediction. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Amen. service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Please join us again next Sunday through our radio ministry or in our sanctuary at 1627 Monument Avenue. Just a reminder that the Wednesday night suppers will resume this Wednesday, February 2nd at 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall, and the next Red Cross Blood Drive will also be in the Fellowship Hall on April 15th. That's Good Friday between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Your announcer today has been John Harris and the engineer was Steve Kemp. This service streams live and can be accessed through the Grace Covenant website, which is grace-covenant.org. We now return you to the Truth Network on WLES 590 on your AM dial, 97.7 on your FM dial.